Yes, it's time for us to wake up and live. It's time for us to be motivated. I see a team has sent us a message saying good morning, Patricia, and the brilliant team. Happy Wednesday. It would be nice for you to give me your name, a team, or at least an alias or something so I can uh, recognize you. Because I get so many messages that talk about just greetings, you know, and how you're doing. And they all almost sound the same. But to give you a special shout out, that's what I want to do. And remember, we are on social media platforms as well, right? At SAFM Radio on Twitter at Patricia N. Nduli. That's on all social media platforms. Wake up and live. We are speaking to the great, the one and only. I don't know how he does it, but he does it. He's got 29 books that he wrote, that he self-published. He's got a publishing company. He's up very early. He's a father. (laughs) He's a husband. He's a motivational speaker, author, leadership and personal development coach. This man has so many hats, but he always wears a smile. Always on time. In fact, not on time. He's very early. (laughs) Very early. His name is Confidence Selene. So thank you very much for joining us. Uh, Patricia, thank you so much for the platform, for the opportunity. I highly appreciate it. We appreciate you. Oh. We appreciate you. From the first conversation we've had with you up until now, I remember everything you say because oh. it's so salient, so important, and it is shaping us. It's making oh. us remember that, hey, it's not that bad. Mm. You know, it's not that bad. You can do this despite yeah. the challenges. So we appreciate 100%, you. 100%. Thank you. This morning, you want us to talk about giftedness. Oh, yeah, giftedness. Are giftedness. we all gifted? Oh, all of us are gifted. All of us are gifted. And the thing about a gift is that you didn't give it to yourself, and so you can't take credit for it. You know, if 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 somebody comes to you and they, they give you a, a jacket or a pair of shoes or anything, you can't really take uh, credit for that gift. But... You have to be cognizant of how you use it. You know, you can show appreciation by using it mm. or lack of appreciation by not using it. And if I, <clears throat> let's say if I buy somebody an expensive suit or expensive shirt and the next day I visit them and they are wearing that suit but they are doing their gardening and they've got mud all over the suit, I won't feel very good about it because there's an investment that I made in them because I see potential in them and I want them to go to the next level. And many of us are, have been given these expensive gifts. We've been given these this great opportunities, but we are wearing the Gucci suit and we are doing gardening with it. We've got all those gifts, but we are not utilizing them to the maximum capacity. And so one of the things we have to do is look at our gifts and say, the gift that I've been given, this expensive gift, this gift that so many other people are praying to have. So many people have a desire to have this particular gift, but I'm taking it and I'm using it in a way that is not maximizing its potential, that is not giving the best of me to the world, that is not saving the world at the highest potential. And we can't choose our gifts, but we can choose what to do with them. And because our gifts are unearned, you know, we got them for free, sometimes we take them for granted. 
you know, there's, there's this um, football player I love, and he's one of the most gifted, but Mario Boletelli, but he, when he gets on the pitch, you can see that this person is not giving the 100%. He's one of those players who's never won a Ballon d'Or, but if he had played at the level of his gifting, he would probably have two or three Ballon d'Ors. And there are many of us, there are many Mario Balotelli's in our mess, in our corporates, in our communities, who are gifted at such a high level. But their gift also tends to, to make them lazy. Because a lot of time, uh, gifted people are lazy people. Because your gift allows you to flow and make things that are difficult look easy. And sometimes you, you, you have this incredibly gifted person, but they're using their gift in such, in such a way that they're using it as a crutch. Because when you're incredibly gifted, your gift makes, makes you do things that other people wonder why. That's so, that would be so difficult for me, but for you it's so easy. And so a lot of times gifted people are lazy people. And it's easy when you're gifted to hide behind your gift and camouflage your gift as hard work because you, you, you do things in, in such a way that it's easy for you. And one of the <clears throat> quotes I love, it says, hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. And if you are really gifted, if you want to take it to the next level, we know that you are, you're already sailing, you're already in, in, in a, a cruise mode. But if you add hard work to your talent, you're going to take it into gear six. You're going to accelerate. You're going to really succeed. So you, you were saying um, earlier that everyone is gifted. Yes, it's just ma'am. other people who are gifted don't realize how expensive their gift is. Yeah. What causes a person not to recognize their own gifting, calling, or purpose? Because for me, it's one thing. Yeah. Um, if I am gifted to play soccer or netball then it's it's my gift it's yeah. my thing mm. right mm. Uh, a gift is not always to do with being supernatural there are people who are gifted to mother yeah right 100%. i've got a friend like that i mean mm. she's a super mother she <laughs> homeschools she, like if i could be her she bakes and cooks yeah it's it's like you know <coughs> it's, it's not career driven at all mm. um so what makes one recognize their gift and calling in time? Yeah. And what makes others not recognize and end up taking it to the grave? Oh, man. I think because your gift is free. You know, when you haven't earned something, you can easily take it for granted. Mm. But those who take their giftings for granted, a lot of times they realize when it's, when it's quite late already that, you know what, there's something here that I could have or should have done something amazing with there's a there's a friend of mine an associate of mine i worked with him a couple of years back and we we met up uh, recently he's working on a project i'm helping with and he was addicted to cocaine for 15 years and it 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 really messed up his life he wasn't able to keep a steady job but he got he got into recovery and now he's been recovered for about five years and because of his work history, you know, when you've been through that type of journey, there are not a lot of people willing to give you a reference, etc. But he went back to a gift that he had forgotten about for 15 years, which is art. And he started painting. Today, I tell you, he will post one of his art pieces at, AM, at 8 a.m. in the morning. At 1 p.m. it's sold. And he's selling wow. them for like 10000 15000 But it's a gift that he neglected for 15 years. So, sure. it, so imagine if he had not neglected that particular gift. 
he might have been, you know, uh, showcasing all over the world by now because his that gift is so strong, so powerful. And although it was dormant for 15 years, the minute that he raised it up, there was an acceleration, there was an impartation that said, you know what, this thing has been sleeping for 15 years, but once you wake it up, it's still within you. It has not died. A lot of times we think that because we've neglected the gift for so long, the gift has died. No, the gift is still within you. If you are willing to take that that step and say, you know what, this gift has been sleeping. I, I thought it is dead, but actually it's just been sleeping. And you wake it up, it's going to take your life to the next level. It's going to totally transform not only your life, but the life of people around you. Can I take us uh, back to the leadership license a bit? Yes, ma'am. Um, when you talk about this uh, friend of yours who mm. who has this gift, right? Yeah. Um, I remember when we were speaking on leadership license on, on, on Monday, yes, the last segment, you mentioned that external factors do sometimes play a critical role mm. in, in people. What factors played uh, from other external leaders in your friend's life that caused your friend to take drugs and neglect their gifting and calling that is now making them so much money mm. after they um, rehabilitated and went back to who they are? I think those types of things, it's, it's, it's never just external, it's internal. There's an African proverb that says, if there is no enemy within, the enemy outside can do you no harm. Mm. And so a lot of times when we are impacted by external factors, by we're influenced by external people, it means that there is something within us that is, is, is missing. There is a, a loophole within us that allows the external to enter. Because peeps, some people have encountered the same environment, the same uh, type of people that he encountered or we encounter, but they were not influenced in that particular way. Mm. So I can meet uh, uh, people who are into, into drugs, for example, and they may want to sway me towards that. But in order for me to give in to that, it means that there must be something within me that is is, is, is is amiss, something that is within me, whether it's low self-esteem, whether it's a, a need to, to fit in, that says, you know what, maybe this is my gateway into fitting in. Maybe this is my gateway into acceptance. So whenever we're impacted by external circumstances, we, also, we, we, we always need to question what is it that is within that allows those external circumstances to impact us and affect us in that particular way. So it still leads back to self. It leads back to you. Always leads back to self. If there is no enemy within, the enemy outside can do you no harm. Our guest is Confidence Salime. We are talking giftedness. And I'd love to hear from you. Have you um, unleashed what your gift is, what your potential, your purpose is? Have you... Uh, have you figured it out and are you living in that purpose or are you waiting for some sweet day to come in <laughs> um let me know zero six one four one zero four one zero seven and also maybe how how burdensome does it get to be gifted um let's talk about that uh, the there's a question here uh, mm. if one is gifted are they always haunted by this gift Oh, and and just yeah. in asking this question because it's not my question yes ma'am it's an a-teamers question yes ma'am I remember in high school we had, her name is Justine Robertson. I'll never forget her. She was the best athlete. I was in an all-girls school. Mm. I tell you, you know athletics at school has seasons? This girl was on the pitch every single morning. Mm. 
Her mom was there next to her every single morning. Oh. She was there in Gabo 6. Mm. But I remember when we were in grade 12 and writing our matric exams, she was mm. in the Olympics wow. for the country. Wow. And for me, I just, just couldn't understand why. Why why walk at you every day? You know? <laughs> Even a physique, you could tell that no yeah. man, you know? Yeah. There's something else here. So are those who are gifted always haunted by their gift? Oh, your if you are the, those who are highly gifted, oftentimes have the the biggest struggles, because you see your gift is given to you to have an impact in the world, and immediately when you are in that position, there are spiritual forces that may come against you because some are negative, some are positive, and your gift, depending on how you use it, will impact the world either positively or negatively. And sometimes the most, you know, our most gifted people, Patricia, ne? they are not here. We are, we are not the most gifted people in this thing. You know, the most gifted motivational speaker and broadcaster are somewhere in Hillbro on the street. If they are lucky. I think it, there's even more in the graveside. Many more, many more in the graveside. Yeah. Because one, when you are gifted, if you, if you are not able to, to have that level of focus, what your friend did was, create a, a routine and a, and, and a focus around their gift. And once you do that, uh, the Bible says your gift will make room for you. Her gift made room for her to be on a world stage. And all of us, there is a room that our gift is supposed to make for us. But if you want your gift to make room for you, you must make room for your gift. You must, you must work. You must work. There's a, there's, a, there's a point I've written that says we must become like chefs of our gifts because we get our gifts in, in raw form. But if I have a gift, if I have a, a piece of uh, beef, for example, uh, wagyu ribeye beef, beef steak, and I, <clears throat> and, I, and I bring it to you and I say eat, it may be the, the highest grade of meat available, but because I haven't cooked it, you will not enjoy it. And a lot of us have been given these incredible gifts, but they're given to us in raw form. And the mistake that we want to make is we want to serve it to the world as raw as it is. But mm -hmm. we actually have to become chefs over our gifts. Can, can we hold that point? Yeah. Let me quickly go to a break. I want you to cook it for us, yeah? Cool. So we don't want uh, uh, raw gifts. We want it cooked. <laughs> yeah. Let's go to a break and come back. Patricia Mandula on The Morning Blaze. We are with Confidence Dilemma, and uh, it's Wake Up and Live Giftedness. I, the question was around a gift being raw or cooked, and Confidence was saying he's going to help us sizzle. Yes. Yeah. Because sometimes, <laughs> um, the, in most times, gifts yeah. are given to us raw. Yeah, 100%. Mm. In, in fact, all of us receive our gifts raw. And our responsibility, you know, you need to have skin in the game in life and we all have a responsibility to go into the kitchen of life and say you know what i've received these gifts uh, but they've give, they've been given to me in raw form and if i try to take my raw gift and i serve it to people it won't be received well it's like in a restaurant if you go and order chicken and they bring you full chicken <laughs> but it's uncooked you won't enjoy it but the very same chicken if the if the chef goes back and says you know what i'm gonna dice it up I'm going to put it in the oven. I'm going to put some spices on it. The very same chicken you'll get compliments for. 
So a lot of us, we've been given this gift, they're in raw form, but we're serving them raw and we wonder why they're not received well. So we have to become chefs of our own gifts. We have to go back, cook them, prepare them. And, you know, in the kitchen, nobody sees you. The people are going to receive the food. They don't see the kitchen. But mm -hmm. it's up to you to be in the, in the heat, in the stress, and that's where you cook it. And when you come out and you serve it, it will be well received. So your gifts are given to you in raw form, but it's your responsibility to cook them. And, and also, mm -hmm. don't undercook it and don't overcook it. Sometimes you undercook it. The steak is supposed to be on the sizzle for, for 10 minutes. You put it for two minutes and you think it's ready. And people then don't receive it well. But also, sometimes you overcook it. It's supposed to be for 10 minutes, but you put it for 20. And then you, and you keep, you know, analysis paralysis. And you think, no, but I'm not ready yet to go out on stage. I'm not ready yet to do this thing. But no, the steak has been on the sizzle for long enough. Your gift has been marinated, has been, you know, cooked to a point where it's ready to be devoured. So don't undercook it, but also don't overcook it. Every gift comes in raw. Here's a voice note. Can I please have the voice note? Hey, Atimas, today you, you are touching on, on a raw nerve. Uh, and I must say, whew, I don't know how to ask this question. Can your gift be your curse? Is that possible? Because I know of the guys, boys and girls, who were working at this company, working at these uh, particular institutions, hard working, they don't sleep, they dig in, they work, they give their all. But the person at the end of the day was fired because you are working too hard, man. We, we don't like that. <laughs> Can your gift really become <coughs> your kiss, hey, Timas? That's my question, a difficult one, but I'm concerned about what I've just asked. Can your gift be your kiss? where you get fired because you just work too hard. During the ad break, what was I saying to you? <laughs> Did I not say something similar? Yeah. I don't know if you can say your gift is your curse. Mm. I would rather say you are being cursed by others because mm. of your gift. Not the gift itself, but you come in. You know, a gift, giftedness attracts many things, and not all of them are good. And one of the th things that it, it attracts is envy and jealousy. Because you can, somebody can look at you and say, and you know the thing about people is that they, they've written your, your story already. People look at you and they, they have an opinion about you. They have uh, certain philosophies about you. And the minute you exceed those opinions, you exceed those expectations, and you've taken the power and you're writing your own story, then people can become intimidated. People can become jealous. And oftentimes, if they're in positions of authority, they, they may want to suppress you instead of lifting you up. But if you, if you allow your gift to be suppressed, then you'll always be down. Because we say that your gift will make room for you. So your gift may make room for you even out of that particular environment. Maybe the reason that um, you're being suppressed in that environment is that there's a bigger room for you to go to. There's a mansion that's waiting for you. But if you if you allow people to suppress you in that particular room, in that particular house, then you'll never realize the mansion 
that you have the potential to go and own. So I wouldn't say your gift can become a curse, but it can attract things which are unsavory. But it's simply because you're gifted. It's, 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 it's like light. You know, light doesn't only attract the good things. Even some of the things that sting us are attracted to light. But you, you shouldn't stop being light simply because you fear that people will become envious, people will become, you know, jealous of you. I'm reminded of, uh, of Mike Tyson, who's one of uh, my favorite sports people, you know, the person who attracted to me to boxing. And Mike Tyson said, at the height of his, of his gift, you know, there were always people who, who wanted to, to take his laundry to the laundromat, to take his jacket to the dry cleaners. And one of the reasons is because there was always, they knew that if I take uh, Mike's jacket to the dry, there's probably $10,000 in the jacket. So he was gifted, but his gift, his gift was attracting leeches as well. So always, when you are really gifted, always watch the people around you. Are they adding value? Are they people who are... are, are adding to the gift, helping take the gift to the next level, or are they merely leeches? You know, a lot of gifted people, they normally have what you call a crew around them. But when you look on set, ne? I mean, you're in media, Patricia, every, on a crew set, every crew member has a, an, a responsibility. And it's all about creating the best product. But in your own life, in your own giftedness, if you have a crew, ask yourself, what are the responsibilities what are these people adding to my particular gift to take it to the next level atim is asking a question here the atim says uh once again morning safm may i ask is there a difference between a gift and a talent this is from mandla in butler park good morning mandla no it's synonyms so how i look at it uh, gift and talent they are they're absolutely the same thing um, your gift is your talent and your, your talent is your gift. All right. Gift is your talent and your talent is your gift. Now, are those who are gifted slash talented, mm. um, are they always guaranteed success? Oh, definitely not. If giftedness was a guarantee for success, then everybody would be successful. Because as, as we said in the beginning, all of us are gifted. But a lot of times, very gifted people, as I say, tend to be quite, quite lazy. And a lot of times, the more gifted you are, the more lax you tend to become. And just because you are gifted doesn't mean that you're going to be successful. Just because you are the most gifted singer in the country, if you do not work your gift, your gift will not work for you. So your giftedness does not guarantee success. And really, the value you attach to your gift is the value that it will yield to you. It will give you a return on investment. The thing is, a lot of people want a return on investment on their gift, but they're not investing anything. They're not investing the time necessary to develop it. They're not in investing the, the, the resources necessary to develop it. So just because you are gifted it doesn't guarantee success. As I said, it will give you a return on your investment. But the, the key phrase there is on your investment. What are you investing into your gift in order for it to give you a return? So just mm. because you are gifted does not guarantee you success. So for those who are gifted and they are not investing in their gifts, it, it becomes dangerous. Um, I'm just thinking, here you are, you've got this gift, 
you are and you're aware of it mm. and you utilize it mm. but you're not investing enough in it. Mm. it 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 doesn't take you very far yeah uh, or it takes you to a place where you will be a has been yeah. you know where you'll be on top of your game but because you don't work it you'll f- drop very suddenly and quickly yeah and you know some of the most <coughs> frustrated people in the world are are the gifted people and the reason they have that level of frustration is because they know their own potential. When you know your own potential and you are living below that potential, it tends to create frustration within you. But <clears throat> in order to circumvent that frustration, you have to say, what is the price that I need to pay in order for me to take this gift to the next level? So whatever gift you have, you, you have to understand where you are in terms of the level of that gifting, are you operating, you know, it's like in the in the, in the the soccer league, are you operating at Mvela, are you operating at PSL, or are you in the EPL, are you on, on international and world stages? But the further you take your gift, the further your gift will take you. So the more that you work on it, the more that you develop it, is the, is, is the further that your gift will ele- actually elevate you. And, you know, I always say some people sing, beautiful songs in the showers and some sing them on international stages and you may have the same level of gifting but where the further that you do take your gift is the further that your gift will take to, will, will take you actually here's another question Daba who's in Tembisa says does oh, good morning Daba um, Daba says does overcooking your gift maybe play more of an advantage in preparation or nurturing and maturing your gift no, over over overcooking your gift means that you've lost you've lost opportunity to serve it at its optimal. Overcooking means we should see it's yeah, burnt. It's, bur- <laughs> it's burnt. Imagine going to a braai, eh, and this bright steak, uh, you know, this bright steak is. It's supposed to be nice and tender and juicy and flavored. Man, they say she, they <laughs> can't even, the spices are tasting like charcoal. Yeah. cooking is not right. No, it's not. <laughs> and the thing is, there's, there's a time and chance and opportunity where your gift is, is, is really needed in the world, where your gift, and you, you've, the thing is, you've been in the kitchen, you've worked it at, to a point, and now it's, it's ripe and ready for you to, to deliver it. There's a quote I love that says, the opportunity of a lifetime must be taken in the lifetime of the opportunity. So whatever gift you have, you have to realize, okay, I've been in the kitchen, I've been cooking this thing, but now it's time to serve it. Now is the right time, right opportunity to serve it to the world. And because I've been cooking it and I'm serving it at the right time, it will be well received when I do serve it. All right, so... um you say not all have opened their gifts. Yeah, we all have gifts, but not all have opened them. And the truth is you will not benefit from a, from a gift um, that you haven't opened. Imagine that um, you're, you're, maybe you're a child and your, your parents buy you uh, this basketball, but you never actually use that gift. There's an opportunity for you to go to the court and play with it. But because you don't use it, because you haven't opened it, it's still wrapped up in that box, you'll never benefit. You'll never get the the, the health benefits of, of, of playing with it. You'll never get the joy benefits of, 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 of using that gift. So a lot of us have been gifted, but we are merely staring at our gifts. We haven't opened them. And the gift that you don't open 
It's a gift that you cannot benefit from. It's a gift that you haven't used. And what you don't use, you don't get any return on investment on. You don't get any any benefit from it if you do not use it. It sounds like the discussion on Monday that some people are leaders, but they are on gear one for the entire yeah, journey, uh, Joburg to Pulukwane. Mm. Gear one, not changing <laughs> the gear, not increasing <laughs> the speed. They're not getting yeah. there anytime soon. I don't even know if the car is going to make it. Yeah. Um, so not opening a gift is, is quite a travesty yeah. for you, but for those who need to benefit from the gift. That, and, and staying on gear one, you, you've got this Bentley, you've got this Range Rover, whatever car you have uh, uh, as a gift. But you're on gear one, and there are people in there that are supposed to benefit from you accelerating. And if you stay on gear one, then it means that you're going to reach that place much, much later, and your car might not even make it. So just because you are gifted, if you do not open it, you'll not um, uh, benefit from it. And it's almost like, imagine if we were hungry, uh, Patricia, and we ordered pizza, and the pizza delivery guy came, but there was no pizza in his hands. We would not be happy to see him. And a lot of times, there is there are needs in the world. And people have made orders. You say, we need this type of talent. We need people who are gifted in this manner. And you arrive there, but there is no pizza in your hand. The thing that has been ordered, the thing that will, will help to feed us, to nourish us, and also elevate your own sense of value in the world, you have not delivered it. So... We get so we, we get frustrated and sad when when we are, we get into spaces and we're not re- well received. But it's because there's pizza that has been ordered that we are not delivering. So you need to again go in the kitchen, prepare that thing so that you can deliver it to the world. Because mm, mm, the world is waiting to chew on that pizza. Okay. So uh, some gifts are covered in undesirable packaging, so they don't look very pretty. Yeah. But they are gifts nonetheless. Yeah. What sort of gifts are these? So somebody may be incredibly gifted but they have low self-esteem and that's undesirable packaging it's almost like if i have a gold bar no? and it's worth a hundred thousand but i've covered it in sackcloth in dirty sackcloth and i present this yes the, the the gold bar hasn't lost any value and that's important to understand that just because the the packaging is undesirable whether it's the packaging of a negative background a negative history just because the packaging is, is undesirable, it doesn't negate the fact that what you're carrying is still valuable. But when it's covered in those in, the, in that type of packaging, it doesn't make people want to unwrap it and, and view it and experience it and enjoy it. So you have to look at how your, your gifting is packaged. Are you somebody who has the potential to become an incredible entrepreneur and that's your gift and you're supposed to help alleviate the the unemployment situation. Mm, mm. But your, your your gift is wrapped up in low self-esteem and you're not even able to deliver it because you don't believe in yourself. Yeah. Or you think so low of yourself or you think, you know, I've, I've been such a failure in the past. What makes me think that this time it will work out? So your gift can be packaged in undesirable packaging. So you have to actually remove that packaging and package it. If it's low self-esteem, remove the packaging and say, what, I'm, I'm somebody who has capacity, I'm somebody who's gifted, I'm going to go out there with confidence, with gusto, with courage, and deliver my gift to the best uh, of my ability. 
Hey, these gifts. Um, and for those who love flashy, flashy things, they'll never realize their gifts, especially if the gift is covered in mud or sackcloth. Mm. They will say, oh, I don't go to church. <laughs> I'm not going to roll up my sleeve and work. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's, it's almost like people in the workplace. Mm. I want to earn the income at the end of the month. Yeah. That, that, that is the gift from working. Mm. Mm? Yeah. Um, I, I'm not saying working is a gift because we're not all working where we are called to work. Yeah. But I'm saying the fact that you wake up and you go to a job, mm. your reward is at the end of the month or the end of the week or the fortnight, whenever, mm. and that's your income. But from Monday to Monday, when you are complaining about your mm. job, Monday to Monday, mm. when you are sulking at work, mm. Monday to Monday, <laughs> you are making people's lives impossible. Mm. You are not putting in your best. Mm. You are slack, mm. basically. Yeah. But at the end of the month, how yeah. long will that last? Because, you know, eventually, mm. all this is going to translate into something. Yeah, yeah 100%. You get fired. 100%. Uh, there's a, there's a mentor of mine, he was, he was speaking on, on the weekend, and he said whenever he was looking for people to promote, he already knew beforehand who was going to get promoted. Mm. Because along the journey, he's always observing. He said, oh, when I needed help on this particular project, so-and-so came to me with five different solutions. Mm. They anticipated a need even before the need arised, mm. and, they, and they served to that particular need. So when time for promotion comes, he already knows who's going to get the promotion. So in your particular space, whatever space that is, if you are not giving the absolute best of your particular gift, know that there are doors that you are closing on yourself. We say that your, your gift makes room for you. But if you are not making room for your gift, if you are not opening the gift, if you are not developing the gift, the same door that your gift is supposed to make room for, for you, you've taken a key and you've locked it. But when you actually do the work, when you actually develop, uh, develop yourself, when you actually are proactive and you're doing things that are saving your environment to the best of your capacity, you're you are actually flinging that door open, that door of promotion, mm -hmm. that door of excellence, that door of next level things, you know. So when you work your gift and when you serve it to the world in, in, with excellence, you're flinging, door the door, you are flinging open the door of opportunity. Uh, Mr. Salim, you know how we have carbon copies of people? Yeah. Um, uh, you and I are both in industries that have a lot of people who do what we do. Yeah. But I've never heard a confidence Salim. Yes, ma'am. I've never interacted with a motivational speaker or uh, a leadership and personal development specialist of your caliber. You, you are so unique, Thank right? Thank you. Appreciate um, it. I can't say, oh, you remind me of so-and-so. Mm. In, in everything, you know, you may quote some of the people that everyone quotes because we read books, yeah. but your quotes are very relatable to how we live. Yeah, thank you. But then there's another one out there who's trying to be a confident so much. <laughs> who's, who, who is not just being mentored by you, but they're emulating you. Mm. And as whether this person has a gift or not. Yeah. In my case as well, same can be said with... I. I mean, I don't believe I sound like anyone. Yeah. I don't believe yeah. there's anyone that I've benchmarked myself on. Mm. Um, but then I know within my industry that mm. there are people who who are emulating others. Mm. You know, when you listen and you hear, 
But you sound like, like DJ yeah. Sandy Stroh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why is it that other people, even if they are gifted, mm. um, don't recognize their own gifts, yeah. but they find their gift in inverted commas or act out someone else's gift by mm. looking into someone else's box? And, you know, a lot of times we we look into other people's gift boxes because we don't know the value of our own giftedness and we don't realize how actually gifted we are. It's like, the, the, back to the example of the chef, ne? all of us may have a particular steak, ne? maybe it's a, it's a A5 or good, it's a T-bone, but how one restaurant cooks it is different from how another restaurant cooks it. Yes. So we may have the same gift, whether it's in athletics, in presenting, in business, but how you cook it, you need to add your own particular spice to it. Yeah, yeah. And that is what's going to make people come back. There are certain restaurants that I know if I go to this restaurant, I'll, I'll receive, even if it's the same steak that I can buy at a pick and pay. But it is served in such a way that it is unique to that particular restaurant. And the most boring thing is to try and become a franchise. You know, a franchise, you, you find it at every corner and it, it tastes the same, it's, 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 it's bland, etc. You want to become a boutique restaurant. You don't want to become a franchise because KFCA that we eat in Joburg, we know we can have it in Durban. But if you become a boutique restaurant and you cook it and you serve it with your own spices, with your own flavor, then people are going to look for you specifically. We're not going to say, no, man, there's a, there's a, there's a KFC in, 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 in Pretoria. Why, why should I come to Durban in order to go to KFC? Because I can get it anywhere. Mm. And when you become a copycat, when you become a, try to become a replica, you are reducing yourself into a franchise. And a franchise, people can access it anywhere. Whereas if you, if, you, if you become a boutique restaurant, if you become somebody who people know that if I, if I go to that person, I'm going to get something that is fresh, something that is unique, then you're going to create a market for yourself. You're going to create value for yourself. And you're going to create a level of demand that will give you the rewards that you actually deserve. Rewards that are, are equal to the level of gifting that you have. Hey, Yamana, this gifting issue, uh, giftedness, leadership, it reminds me of something. Mm. This was our first conversation. Yeah. Full chicken yet to run. Full chicken. <laughs> For those who didn't tune in. Yeah. I think, I think that was our first, first yeah, uh, show yeah, here on, uh, late night, on, on The Morning Bliss. Explain to people what full chicken yet to run Full is. chicken yet to run. Yeah. So, so the, the story comes from many years back. Um, I just started my first job, early, early 20s. And I was working... On, on, on a street, I think it was, yeah, it doesn't run back. And there was a vendor there, and, you know, I was earning probably five grand at the, at the time, and my rent was like 2.5, 3,000 or something like that. So I didn't have much money left, and so I was always thinking how to maximize. And I'm walking on the street, and I hear this vendor says, full chicken, full chicken, two rent, full chicken, full chicken, two rent, and I'm thinking, oh, my budget issues are fixed now. <laughs> you probably thought the city of gold is city really of gold, yeah. gold yeah. Well, Welcome to Gaute. <laughs> but as I look back at this vendor, he's selling boiled eggs and he's calling them full chicken to rent. And uh, we, we, we receive our gifts in the form of an egg. It's not a chicken. 
But if you do not develop it, if you do not grow it, you're going to be forever called full chicken to rent. People are going to say, wow, you have such great potential. But there comes a time where potential is no longer enough. Potential must be realized. Potential must be canetized. It must be activated so that you don't remain full chicken at Turin. You actually become that full chicken that is able to serve the multitude, that is able to feed the hungry, that is able to go into the world and add immense value. So with that being understood, gifts direct you to your purpose. Yeah. From being a Turin full chicken boiled egg <laughs> to being an actual full juicy chicken that yeah. someone can get more eggs from how yeah. does that happen purpose get, get more eggs get more get more meat everything you know and the thing that you are meant to do with your life is directly linked to the gift you possess so your purpose is already is always linked to your gift i like i like what you said earlier because you said for you <coughs> giftedness and purpose are the same thing and they actually are because you're not you're not you'll not be asked to do something that you have not been gifted to do. So whatever you believe your purpose is, you always have to link it back to a gift that you have in your life. You know, your your friend who went to the uh, Olympics, she had a gift in the athletics arena. And so she was able to accomplish great feats in that particular sphere. So uh, sometimes people are, are wishing to accomplish great feats in particular spheres, but they're not gifted for that particular thing. So if you want to know what your purpose is, always look to your gift. Always ask yourself, what is the gift that I have that is, is actually direct me, directing me to that particular purpose? And gifts are given to meet a need in the world. You know, there's a service that you're going to provide in the world. And your gift is, is, is the thing that, that, that you've been given to say, you know what, I'm going to add value to the world in this particular way. Whether it's in entrepreneurship, in broadcasting, in... Uh, in in family life, in communities, etc. So gifts actually direct you towards your purpose. And if you are not aware of self, you are not aware of your gift. What can you do right now? Oh, you know, your gift will always poke you. It will always um, tug at your shirt. So all of us have some level of awareness of our gifts. So think back to times where you did something and it gave you so much joy and you were not doing it necessarily for money. You were not doing it necessarily for applause, but you were doing it simply because you enjoy that thing and you derived joy from it and it gave other people joy. So your gift, because it's inside of you, it's, it's never really hidden from you. It's about you sitting down and say, you know what, what when were the times when I really enjoyed that particular thing, when people received it so well, when I was getting fulfillment and value out of it. So if you can sit down and say, it's like my friend who's the painter, he had to sit down after 15 years of being addicted to coke and said, I'm, I'm changing my life around. I know that I may not necessarily be able to go back into corporate because of, of my past behavior. But what is the thing that when I was young that I just loved doing? And he mm. said, oh, but I used to love drawing. I used to love doing painting. And he said, you know what, let me resuscitate that gift. And he started painting. And today, I mean, some of his work is going overseas now. So you have to look back in your past, look back mm. and look within you as well and say, what are those things that I may have neglected? What are those things that 
I really love to do those things that give me a sense of passion, a mm. sense of purpose, mm. and say, let me revisit that thing. I may I may have thought that is dead, but may, it may actually just be sleeping. Let me wake in it, get into the mode of doing it again, make time for it. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of times, a lot of us are in nine to fives, but whatever your particular gift, your gift may not be directly linked to your current job, but make time for it, set time for it. Because once you, you do that, you start developing it and it grows and grows. And there may come a time where you don't have to do the nine to five anymore because mm. you've grown your gift, you've grown your purpose to a level where it can even sustain you and take you to even greater levels financially, impact-wise, than what your nine to five could have. Let us uh, go to this voice note as we wrap up. Good morning, Sister Patricia. Good morning to your guest your team and all the SAFM listeners. This is incognito in case it's said. Sister Patricia, I've got to apologize. It's been a long time. I've, I haven't been on your show. This is the morning place and I give thanks and praises for it. Blessed love. Um, I would like to say that um, some of the gifts and um, talents are being held back by procrastination. Ah, the thief of time. A lot of people may have these talents and gifts, but they do not present them due to um, um, thinking too much on them, you know, second-guessing their, 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 their creativeness and all of that. And I would like to say that um, one way to deal with that is by developing habits, you know, doing it almost every other given day. Not necessarily every day, but developing a habit. Blessed love, incognito, KZN. One love, incognito. Thank you. We've missed you on the airwaves. Uh, thank you for joining in. Um, I love what he said. Let's wrap up on that note. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like going to. It's like w- wanting a six pack but not willing to go to the gym, and you'll not get results from uh, the grounds which you have not sown on. You'll never reap a harvest if you don't sow the seeds. And the thing is, even when you've sowed the seed, you need to water that seed on a regular basis. You need to say, (coughs) on a day-to-day, what am I doing? What time am I giving to this particular gift so that I can reap a harvest from it? And he's absolutely right. Uh, Procrastination is one of those things that stifles gifts and ends up choking gifts and ends up, in some cases, even destroying gifts. Because, as I said, you know, the opportunity of a lifetime must be taken in the lifetime of the opportunity. And if you want to really benefit from your gift, if you want to reap a harvest, make sure that you're watering your gift on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, on a regular basis. And I do agree with you. Um, your books, people need to get their hands on your books. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Need to book you, man. Yeah. If you want to become a leader, you want someone to coach you personally, this is the man for the job. Thank you. How for do they get in touch with you? Uh, email me at info at confidencesilime.co.za. That's info at confidencesilime.co.za. Uh, I've got a YouTube channel as well um, on social media platform. Just search for Confidence Seleme. That email again, info at confidencesilime.co.za and also mcsilime at gmail.com, whichever one you prefer. Thank you very much. That is Confidence Seleme, author, motivational speaker, leadership and personal development coach on Wake Up and Live.